Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we are working every day to remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. I am Marcus Spard, and I have a topic that I'm very passionate about that I wanted to share today, and that is take time to play. That's really the message here is take time to play. If you're like me and you did a lot of playing while you were a child and then as you started getting older, life was centered more around work and productivity and especially in school with grades. Once you got out of school, then it was moving on to something else to become a productive member of society, the kind of play that we would engage with has changed. For me, it's video games. I still love to play video games. And it's one of my favorite ways to entertain myself. It's still one of my favorite ways to experience stories. And... Even that isn't, well, it's becoming more and more socially acceptable as gaming culture starts to, it's not, it's not starting, it has been expanding a lot more lately. What often changes is we start to focus more on what can we do in order to fit in with our peers and it's all about i don't know getting with the in crowds or the right people or how you can influence this person in order to get ahead here i mean i just think about me trying to find work when i was before during and after college very wide window for that, that it was oftentimes not a matter of what you knew. It was who you knew. Who could help get a leg in to this establishment or this job or even this career path, even in schools. And when we take a look at how children play, They use play as a means to explore the world around them. They make believe. They pretend. They use play to model what adults do, what their parents do, what they see people around them doing. It is an incredible way to explore the world and try things out in a very safe environment when the stakes are very low. A funny example that's coming to my mind here is how many kids growing up want to play house. They want to pretend to be a husband and wife and copy and imitate a lot of the things that they see their parents do. How many kids have discovered that things don't always go the way that I expect them to because you are not doing what I want you to do. It's almost like I am playing this game with an entirely different person. Well, imagine if we 
didn't explore that as kids. And our first exposure to what it is to be in a relationship with someone came through dating or even going so far as marriage would that would be a culture shock in a lot of ways i believe what i have noticed is a lot of grown-ups a lot of adults don't really know how to play and play is still so important even when we're no longer kids In fact, I would even go so far as to say it's still as important to us as adults as it is for children. We can use play as a means to explore, again, the world around us. It's what we did when we were younger. We pretended. We learned and we grew and we tried And one of the things with play is the stakes are low. With a lot of the things that we want to try doing as adults, the stakes tend to be pretty high. And it's very stressful. One of the things that I will struggle with, uh, maybe struggle is not the right word, But one of the things that I will often explore is I, again, I love my video games. I love to play games that have a rich story. Can't get enough of those. And there's a lot of these games that I play that give me the option to make a decision that's going to impact the story. Some of these, ooh, some of these can press up against my morals. Some of them can seem like there is no good decision to make here, and I don't know what the outcome is going to be. If I came across one of those in my normal, everyday life, that would be hard. I wrestle with them in a fictional setting, put them in a realistic setting, and I don't know what I'm going to say or do that could impact someone that I am communicating with. Which leads me to these stories where the stakes are low. I can try one response and see what happens. If I don't like what happens, then I can either choose to accept, all right, well, this is the path that I'm taking on this playthrough, or Let's face it, for a lot of the games that I play, they don't often get more than one playthrough. I'm like, you know, I don't think that my character would do that. And I've even had some instances where these game developers will create some response and it's like the way that it's worded or how the characters played out, it's like, whoa, 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 no, my character would never do something like that. The risks are low. I can reload the game. I can try again. I can give a different response. I can see what happens. I have a friend who was sharing something very similar to this, and he was 
speaking specifically around tabletop role-playing games. They're becoming more and more popular and mainstream these days. I couldn't be happier about that because I also really love my Dungeons & Dragons. I love... We're currently playing Avatar The Last Airbender. And I have all sorts of ideas of other games that I would like for us to try playing. And it's just a matter of whether we have the time for it. This friend of mine, Mike, was sharing how we can experience this exact same childhood level of exploration with the world around us and with life in general and even aspects of ourselves through the characters that we create in these games and how they interact with the world around them. The first character that I created that I didn't have any assistance with and actually completed the entire campaign. So this is technically the third, third, yeah, the third character that I ever created. You heard a story about him. His name was Ravine. And I put, <laughs> I put a lot of myself into Ravine. And ironically, that made it a little harder for me to play him as a character. Because if I came across some kind of tricky situation where when you're playing in a gothic horror setting and you don't really know everything that's going on behind the scenes, yeah, I don't really know what I'm going to do in this kind of situation and therefore I didn't know how Ravine was going to respond in these situations. And at the same time, I was able to take some of these conflicts that I had within myself that I put within this character and I was able to play them out. It was an opportunity for me to wrestle with these things inside of me, these things that were a part of my past, well, not were, are a part of my past. And within this safe space, I could let my character explore and therefore allow myself to explore and just see what happens. One of the things that I often see is our creativity is robbed of us. Now, that's not everyone. I, I will admit, that's not everyone. Yet, that's a big part of my experience. And maybe that's something that you've experienced as well. Having spent time working in the schools and continuing to have family members who are teachers or work in various schools and school districts, one of the things that breaks my heart is how often the arts and music and these things that are creative in our lives are constantly being removed from the schools because the value is only for test scores. It's only for the maths and the sciences and 
engineering and technology, which don't get me wrong, those are important. Yet, if we think about all of these things that we are pursuing in society today with technology, with engineering and science and math, a lot of these started out with something that was creative. Someone who was asking questions of the unknown. Someone who, I, I don't even know the story of how the first microchip was created, but someone had to think about it. Someone had to ponder, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I took these plastics and metals and other materials and I put them together in such a way that this electrical current would go through it and I believe something like this would happen on the end of it. That is creative and not everyone is creative in that same area. I was much more of a visual arts person. I loved to draw growing up. And because of the influence yeah, because of the influence of some people in my life, the creative part within me that loved to draw, loved to doodle, loved to make scenes and characters for these stories that I was writing was harmed. It was hurt. It was reduced, to put it lighter. I, I will never forget this story. I, I have this character creation workbook that my in-laws gave me for Christmas or birthday or some uh, several years ago now. And when I got back into my writing, I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and try this character creation workbook. I had this, or on, on every single page for these distinct characters, the more plot critical characters. I guess you could call them main characters. <laughs> There was a box where you could do like some kind of a character sketch. I did not feel comfortable doing a character sketch in this little, what, two or three inch by two or three inch box. It's just the square in this one corner. What I decided to do instead, since I wasn't comfortable with a pencil trying to sketch out these these character sketches, I figured I'd try my hands at digital art. My wife has a tablet. She's much more skilled in Photoshop than I am. And to me, it felt like it was much more lower stakes. I just realized that connection with what I was sharing at the beginning of this podcast. The digital aspect of this art was low stakes. The reason why I say that is because I tend to erase a lot. 
lines don't turn out the way that I expect them to. I'm constantly erasing. And what happens if you keep doing the same lines over and over and you keep erasing? They start to leave artifacts on the page. And for me, those were constant reminders of all of these stupid little mistakes that I made and how things just were not turning out the way that I wanted them to. There's, there's those self-limiting beliefs that I keep talking about here. I try my hand at digital art instead. It's not going to leave those artifacts. It's not going to leave behind lines that can't fully be erased. I'm not going to wear down an eraser a lot more than I do the lead. And I shared this with my mom. At some point, we were having dinner, and I was just sharing with her that, you know what? I'm actually trying to get back into my digital art, or not just not digital art, just my art in general. And she looked at me and said, I'm so glad to hear that because I always thought that you did really well with art. I always thought that your drawings looked good. My heart about skipped a beat when I heard her say that because I don't remember her ever saying that back when I was in middle school and high school trying it out. I was shocked. It's also sad to admit that I started that and I didn't stick with it. Once again, the pictures, the illustrations, the sketches, they never turned out the way that I expected them to. And there's that dreaded E word there, expectations. I know I expect a lot out of myself. And that's one of the things that keeps getting in the way for me. Oh, something else to talk with my therapist about. Anyways, back to what I was sharing is we use things like art and music and even technology as a means to create and explore and just try out new things. I have a nephew who wants to make a Super Mario 64 styled game on Roblox. And he was showing me some of the work that he's been doing on it. He's also recognizing it's a lot of work. He spends hours trying to craft these levels that someone can complete in seconds. And I don't think he realizes just how much work goes into it, to be honest. Yet he is using this as a means to explore and be creative and also share something that he is really passionate about. How many people have lost that fire inside of them? How many times have I lost the creative spark inside of me? Too many times to count, I'll tell you that much. It's a real shame that that's what happens. It's a real shame that this idea of play and creativity and exploration is often one of the first things that's thrown to the side. It's one of the first things that we give up in order to 
fit in in order to be a part of a certain group of people in order to be accepted. It seems fitting that there is the stereotype that I see in TV and movies that the truly creative person within a certain story is the one that is the most isolated. This kind of person is the one that is the least understood and often the most ridiculed. It's a sad state of affairs, really. <sighs> and it breaks my heart. Because it's still so important for us today. Some of the most fun memories and experiences I have had, it's probably going to be no shock here, is the times that I have spent playing tabletop role-playing games with my wife and five other friends. We, we have more stories about the shenanigans we get into in these fake adventures than with really anything else. Again, the stakes are low. Things don't always go the way that we expect them to. And at the same time, it gives us a safe place to try and just see what happens. Now, some might push back and say, well, if you want to have these adventures, then you can go explore, you can go do this, that, or the other, you can visit this place, there's this activity, there's this organization that does the same thing. And... I don't even really have any solid examples of what those might be. The one thing that's like coming to my mind is hiking. Like, you know, you want to see these grand places, you can go hike. That's not really something that is too appealing for someone of my size and my physicality. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy being outside. I don't enjoy being out in the heat. I don't enjoy the strain that it puts on my body. In fact, I was curious this one time and just looked into, I keep hearing people that will exercise and they get these highs, like the runner's high if someone runs a marathon. I keep hearing people mention about how they will do this workout and even though their body is so sore, they feel so good because it's something that they accomplished. And I'm like, why am I not getting any of that? Why doesn't that happen to me? I don't get that. I don't experience that with any kind of exercise. So it's not an enjoyable experience for me. It's not something that I'm going to put myself through because I want to use it as a means to explore what is going on in this part of the world or have this kind of adventure with friends or anything like that. No, I hate it. And I'm just being honest. I hate it. I don't know how true the science is on this, but apparently some people just don't get that release of endorphins 
when they exercise or push themselves to the limit or anything like that. I just, I don't get that. And maybe some of it is because physical education and physicality were often a means of punishing me while I was growing up. And that's something I need to explore. Back to the whole thing about play, though. The stakes are low. If you make a really big mistake in something that you're playing, it's not really going to impact your life. Because it's not your life that's on the line. It's not your relationship. It's not your identity. None of that is really on the line. It can be. Don't get me wrong. I've heard horror stories of people who end up expressing a part of themselves that some people aren't really that fond of. Or I've even heard of relationships that have broken because of something that happened while playing a tabletop role-playing game. At the same time, we don't always have the entire story, and there's probably a good chance that there is something else going on that this experience while playing a game was it was just the last straw at that point. There's so much more that was going on in that relationship. It's hard to say. It's hard to say without getting the story from all people involved. Yet... I have used I have used tabletop role playing games as a way to explore some of these things that I'm trying to do within me just with my own self confidence and my own self esteem. I have used play as a way to reinforce these good qualities within me and develop some very strong friendships. It's been nothing short of miraculous in many ways. The last thing that I want to say here is take the time to explore what play could look like for you. I have a friend who is really big into baseball. Well, I have more than one friend who's big into baseball. I'm not that big on organized sports. I know, shocking. At the same time, I have been trying to explore just through their excitement what it is that they truly enjoy about it. I don't just discredit offhand what they enjoy. That's something I often do when someone wants to talk sports with me. And at the same time, he has expressed a willingness to help me explore some of this. He likes to play golf, and he admits he's not the greatest at playing golf. I've never played, and yet knowing that, he has even said, hey, if you want to come try, you know, 
what, nine holes or 18 holes, however many it is that he ends up doing, he's like, You're, you can come try it out. And there's no pressure. I'm not feeling forced to. And I was even sharing with him how I used to play tennis when I was younger and kind of fell off when I was in college and I didn't have anyone to play with except for if my dad came up to visit me one day and he and I would go play and just volley back and forth. I had to think of what that word was, volley. I don't even know if I have tennis shoes anymore. I still have my bag from high school. I don't even know if I have two functioning rackets or if one of them has strings that are broken. And while we were talking about these different experiences, he was telling me, you know, I never really did play tennis myself, but I'd be willing to, to you know, try it out. And we're using play as a way to explore this friendship. Not just role-playing games, not just video games, but actually getting out and playing. It's, it's almost like I'm back as a child again with a friend who wants to explore what life has, what's out there, what we can do, what we can't. And that's something that I feel we have just, as a society, lost. It's all about making money. It's all about getting the most with the time that you have. And by getting the most, I mean the promotions, the accolades, the raises, all of these things that I'm not saying they're bad. But they're not everything that's out there in the world either. Take the time to play. Find something that you can do. Some way that you can explore and experience different aspects of this world around you. I'm looking out my window here at the archery backstop that my wife and I made as a birthday gift to me. And I hardly ever use that. And I want to change that. I have a recurve bow right here on my right with my sword collection that I've never fired. Mostly because when my in-laws gifted me this bow, <laughs> I didn't have the strength to string the thing. Well, I'm working to change that. I still have my my compound bow that I could go out there and fire at my target with. But man, that recurve, I really want to get into that. And I also need to get stronger in order to do so. And I need to actually learn how to string that thing by myself. It's a tricky thing that requires your legs as well in order to make it work. Find ways to explore and play and get something in your life that you can enjoy, something you can look forward to. My wife, Libby, looks forward to every single Saturday that we get to play games with our friends. 
And when we have one of those off weeks where we don't play, oh, those seem to drag on so long for her. I get it. The people that we play with, they're fun. They're fun people to play these games with. They are fun people to be around. And we love spending time with them. Try and find something like that. Explore. Play. Have fun. Give yourself something to look forward to. Something that you can enjoy. Life is too short to not enjoy things if not daily, then weekly. It's self-care. Find that joy in your life again. If you're like me and you've lost it time and time again. And that can come through play. I hope this message was encouraging. I hope that there are some good takeaways for you as you go about this weekend and the rest of your week. And until next time, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.